1: Hey everybody, I'm Tom Vassell. Hey, it's me, Rado. Hello. And as I always say now at the beginning of all of our live streams, if you sense that me or Rado is louder than the others, if you could let me know sooner rather than later, and we'll try to fix that so that we can be the same same level, so that one of us doesn't talk over the other, because neither of us would ever talk over another person. What are you talking about? Person.
0: Shut your <laughs> mouth. Well, that's... Actually, yeah, that is pretty cool that you're doing that now, I noticed. Uh, it's good, because I don't know if people know, um, if you don't have time to actually catch these live on YouTube, you can always catch them after the fact on my uh, podcast stream, podcast.rotto.com. I take every episode, turn them into audio only, and up until recently, I had to level 8 every single one of them, because Tom was always way up here, and I was way down here. I, I think he was using that as a psychological warfare trick no, or I something like that. No, I,
1: I I think that's a lie. Um, (laughs) But uh, anyhow, so, all right, let's see. So a lot of things are happening rapidly, right? We just found out in the past three days, both Gen Con and Essen have been canceled. So the Spiel des Jahres nominees have been announced. And we don't know what's on the table in front of Rado.
0: Um, But yeah, well, that's the most important thing. Forget about that other news. Uh, This is coming to Kickstarter um, in the first week of June. It is Merchants of the Dark Road uh, from designer Brian, I think, sure He did uh, Coldwater Crown, I think, is his biggest game so far. Is this from Bellwether then? uh, No, it's from Elf
1: Creek. Oh, Elf Creek. Oh, Elf Creek. That's Atlantis Rising.
0: Yes, exactly. This is their next big one. I think they've done another smaller one, but this is a, this is a big production, huge game, um, really deep, lots of stuff going on, lots of custom dice, and uh, yeah, Jen, I really liked it quite a bit.
1: Well, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Since people are likely going to talk about Rado's shirt, the, what is it? Our comeback will be bigger than our setback. This is a uh, thing that uh, Diamond. Uh, distributors or Diamond Distribution Slash Alliance is running It's for local comic stores and Board game stores And if they're running a big auction And if you support it, it helps different charities And one of those charities is the Jack Bass Memorial Fund
0: Exactly so exciting. Seemed like a place to wear this shirt Although Tom, where's yours?
1: Uh, Do you not support
0: the Jack Bass Memorial <laughs> Fund Tom?
1: <laughs> hang on, hang on here um, So if we're going to uh, uh, La 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 <laughs> All right, hang on. There we go. Uh, it's in, Looking good. It. Uh, I'm wearing it. So I have it. Um, I don't wear T-shirts very often. I, I, I mean, I wear T-shirts underneath my dress shirts. I don't know. I'm just not a T-shirt guy anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so but anyway, go to uh, backthecomeback.com to learn more. Unfortunately, my shirt came a week late. I guess last week was the time everybody was supposed to be hashtagging it up. No, I, okay. I even saw You wanted to make um, a
1: splash.
0: Yes. Yeah, so there we go. I mean, well, this is the place to do it, obviously.
1: All right, well, let's just jump right into it. Today we got a pretty big mechanism that we're looking at, and that is betting and bluffing. Indeed. So betting and bluffing here, um, they're almost, this is almost a very too wide of a category, actually. My
0: first thought when I saw this is, shouldn't these be two separate categories? Can you not well, bluff I, without betting?
1: No, I don't is think they're just saying bluffing. I think it's a bet slash bluff. It's not an option. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, you know it's, why? Because you're right. Bluffing will be coming up later. Or no, that no, bluffing is a category, not a mechanism. Apparently, I just right. noticed.
1: So let's. So essentially, you can bet on something to win. Yeah. Or bluff that you control something. So there's a lot of racing games where I don't know who's controlling what right. in them. Um, and so there's a little bit of that in this, I suppose. So, for example, the the number one game here that's a, a number of rankings, Camel Up. and Camel Up, you can bet on the Camels to win. And one of the Camels that you can bet on to win, you put a card face down and no one knows which one you bet on to win. So I guess yeah. that's the bluffing aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose so. Um yeah, this is certainly something that I have less experience with this particular version because you don't tend to see these too terribly much in two player games, obviously. The actually, more players. I was players, curious. I was going to look and see
1: how many were two players. So, Tichu is not. And yeah. that game, you're Welcome just to betting. the Dungeon
0: is. Welcome to the Dungeon is an excellent game that does work pretty well with two. Definitely better with more, but uh, Jen and I have actually enjoyed it riding a ferry from Malta to Gozo. Not that that's of any particular import, and you know I think what? that's probably the only one on this first page that I've... No, no, Celestia wasn't bad either. Although, again, you play that and you think we should... Well, I can't imagine...
1: I've never played Celestia with 2. I'm trying to remember. Exactly. if I played Welcome to the Dungeon with 2. I know I've played it with 3 quite a bit. Um, or or the sequel, Welcome Back to the Dungeon. Yeah. What, what about Backgammon? You Why know what... Backgammon keeps showing up on any of these lists.
0: Ah, because Backgammon is everything! Apparently backgammon is everything if you ever find yourself in Greece backgammon is uh, effectively a national obsession um, and I personally believe it's one of because it's so ingrained in the culture there it's one of the reasons that uh, Greece is really one of the hotbeds of uh, board gaming or like board game cafes and whatnot in Europe I was really surprised when I went there many many years ago just how insanely. Zeitgeist pop culture aware Greece is about modern uh, design board games. I think it's because everybody grows up playing Backgammon. It's, it's an obsession. As an aside,
1: Colossal Arena. Have you ever them. played that one?
0: Uh, no. That's is that the Reiner Canizia?
1: Um, sure, it was originally called Titan on... the Arena. Yeah, and then Fantasy Again, Flight remade it. Yep. Yeah. It may be a minimum of three players, though, I'm trying to remember.
0: I think so, I think so, yeah. I mean, that's the case with just most of these. Uh, I mean, you just loot, all the action goes away if there's not at least a third player watching, two people going crazy with betting and bluffing, Um, and it it can work, but this is definitely a mechanism that falls short without a group, and that, that kind of communal atmosphere, I think.
1: I think you could play Downforce with two. Now I'm, I'm I'm struggling to remember. I wonder if there's alternate rules. We'd have to look at that. Um, now I'm going to look and find some Pass the Pigs definitely works with two.
0: Okay. <laughs> downforce <laughs> yes. supports two, it says. But does it right. work well with two is a different question.
1: I guess it could. I You would each control three racing cars. That's an interesting thing to try, I suppose. Hmm. Um... Western Legends, that works with two. So you go around and yeah, do whatever sure. you want? I don't know that I'd want to play that with two because it would feel very open. Like you'd walk yep. around and, oh, is the other person going to come after me? No, then I guess I'll do whatever I want.
0: Exactly, yeah. There's only so much that Sheriff can do by himself. It's a, it's a big old map.
1: Does Haggis work with two? I know it works with three. I don't remember if it works with two. Haggis is a little like teach you. Yeah. Uh, Alright, I'm just gonna... Um, well, for those I those not... to you,
0: this is definitely more your domain than mine. Although, actually, Haggis is two or three only. And it's best with two, apparently.
1: I don't know that I played it with two. I know I played it with three multiple times, and I liked it yep. with that. So. Alright, well, there's Cloud9. That's what Celestia is based on. More camel-up, yep. long shot, bingo, wits and wagers, of course. Terra... You could play Terra with two, because with Terra you are—I don't know if you played Terra Fauna or any of these games. No, no, no. They're like a trivia game, and you have to guess where in the world it is. So you could play oh, okay. that with two people, um, because you get points for being correct or close to correct. So if, let's say, you and I are playing, and you—and it says where are the Great Pyramids—and you put on Egypt, and I'm like, wow, well, he's probably right it's yeah. not that obvious they, they do so it's a wits and wagery things.
0: type thing you can yes. bet on your assumed knowledge of somebody else
1: okay uh wavelength is a great party game i guess you're guessing in that oh that's right in this game you bet if the other team was correct or not or mm. how, if they were co- how close they were to the answer horse fever that might work for two i'm trying to think it's a good horse racing game they're actually the new unicorn fever coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to help <laughs> I know so, it's. Uh, dude,
0: literally. I have plenty of games to play. I don't need more. If there's an entire group of
1: games that I can just skip, that's doing me a favor, quite frankly. Timeline, okay. Timeline definitely works for two players. Timeline I is is
0: actually yeah. I, I forget which one. We did play one of them once at somebody's house, and I thought ah, this is really sharp. If I had kids, I would get every copy of this in existence. Or every variant of it, I should say. Really neat little game.
1: Alrighty, well, okay, so this is just not your category, but that's fine. Betting and bluffing, that gives us more time for top five stuff and questions then. Let's do it. All right, I forgot a notebook. I'm gonna go get one. Keep talking. Oh no! He just leaves me. Just leaves me hanging here.
0: How's everybody doing?
1: Let's see. Top five topics. I'm still here. I just
0: had had a notebook. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Everybody could start throwing out the topics. And this is uh, on my channel, which means it's not game related. I mean, unless
1: there's a really good one you want to throw in there, I suppose. That could be anything. Maybe one day we'll switch these. You know, this. Um, Although, I have to say, I think you and I have more fun with the non-gaming ones, but I think it's because we talk about stuff all the time.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah,
1: definitely. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, I'm going to look at these. We already did that one, so I'm not doing that again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we come um, up with the exact same list because these are perfect.
1: No, we we, uh, we did the Marvel <laughs> thing. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> well, that's going to be a hard one to do. I'll put it in there, but I don't know if, if you and I would even be able to do that one.
0: All right. That sounds like a challenge.
1: Hmm. <laughs> We're going to disagree on that one, but I want to. I'm going to put it on the list just so we can talk about it. All right, all righty. Here okay. we go. The first one was one that was brought up before, yep. so it's back again. Kitchen appliances. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you remember hearing that in the past. Oh, that's because I have
0: one I want to shout about from the rooftops. It's so awesome, okay. which you won't abuse, so you'll veto it. So, and then it'll be all, all downhill right. from there.
1: Then animated Disney, and this would be non-Pixar. Okay. Oh, okay. Good, Non-Pixar good. animated Disney. Hardest bosses in video games. Or documentaries.
0: Wow. <clears throat> I think we've done enough video games. So I'm just going to toss that one aside for now. Got it. Uh, yeah. So documentaries, kitchen appliances, and um, what was the other one? Non-Pixar animated Disney. Non-Pixar animated films. Oh, oh I do love that. Oh, I love that so much. <sighs> I, I I think, yeah, I, I, that that one speaks to me the most. All right. I'm, I'm going to pull I, up a I list. I very much want to talk about that.
1: I'm going to pull up a list of the uh, Disney animated. Right, just so we
0: don't accidentally fall down DreamWorks or, you know. And, you know, sometimes nowadays it's kind of hard to find the line between Pixar and Disney because it's all CGI all the time.
1: Sure, but I, I, there's a list of them here. So once I take away Pixar, so I'm just going to do them in order from 1937. Oh, okay. Okay, so real quick, we got Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, The Reluctant Dragon. You're going to read
0: every single one? There's like
1: dozens. All right. Well, yes, but I'm fast. Dumbo, Bambi, Saludos Amigos, Victory Through Air Power, The Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Song of the South, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, So Dear to My Heart, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Aristocats, Robin Hood, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, Fox and Hound, Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Oliver and Company, Little Mermaid, um, apparently DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Although, I thought that <laughs> oh, might be straight to video. Oh, this is
0: going to if you have all the direct dvd ones. Oh, my.
1: The Rescuers, Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Um, I, the Nightmare Before Christmas, although I would argue that that's more stop-motion than uh, animated.
0: I, it, I, th- it is still a form of animation.
1: The Lion King, a a Goofy style? Movie, Pocahontas. Uh, now I'm skipping the other ones that are 3D. Hunchback and Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan. Uh, Tarzan, Fantasia 2000, The Tigger Movie, Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis: Lost Empire. We're almost done. Return to Neverland. Sp- well, Spirited Away does not count. That was not Disney. That's no, that. Disney yeah, that's, that that's, that's okay. Treasure Planet, yeah. um, Brother Bear. Home on the Range, I think, was the last one that wasn't 3D, and I'm assuming we're not counting the 3D stuff. because enough. Is, okay,
0: cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: then we get into a whole bunch of 3D
0: stuff. And animated.
1: And we're also going to ignore all these millions of uh, straight-to-DVD. D- we'll assume it had to Pokemon be in the theater. 2
0: and 2 and, and Aladdin 3, Return of Jafar, or whatever. Yeah, skipping all those. All
1: right, I have Unless straight, you really
0: feel strongly about Return of Jafar.
1: There is one I feel very strongly about. It's my hands-down favorite of all the animated Disney movies. Okay. And that is Beauty and the Beast.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Yeah, sure, of course. I was going to say, let's do them at the same time. Because my number one of all is Hunchback of Notre Dame. I feel very strongly about that. And don't you you fight me.
1: Well, I'm not going to fight you on it. I don't feel as strongly Ah. about it as you. In fact, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. But it's grown on me, I think.
0: Yep. Um... Ah. I mean, to me, it is—it is certainly the most mature of all the ones you ever. I mean, it uh, is—you know, there's so much deeper, um, you know, symbology and you know, layered stuff in there. And the thing that I love most about *Hunchback of Notre Dame* it's—it's a—it's a a tiny little throwaway moment that um, I think most people completely ignore, just you know, wash it away as a joke during the big musical number um you know the br guest of of that particular film where you know he's he's having a party with all his gargoyle friends and all of that and at the end of the moment you know a big crescendo and then uh, frollo bursts in and then we cut to see um that it's all in his head everything that he just experienced he imagined um and that moment, to me, is so powerful because it says so much about his character, you know, his, his joyful optimism, but, you know, the horrible situation he's in, and um, you know, it, 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 it's just I mean, I get a little choked up just thinking about it, that that summarizes his entire life in a quarter of a second and to me it was amazing but everything about that movie is fantastic the music, um, you know uh, you know, the, like I said, the really deep heavy stuff, Kevin Klein is always a win to me, more. Hey, why not? Um, but yeah, I, I love
1: it. But yeah, of course, Lion King. Of course, Lion King. I didn't say Lion King. What are we going to Lion King for oh, now?
0: No, that was yours, right? Wasn't that your ah, I said No, Beauty and, the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yes, Beauty and the Beast is wonderful. Same, um, yeah. Let's just give it to those two directors. Because um, whenever they got together, they produced Magic. Because I believe it was the same director team on Beauty and the Beast and uh, Hunchback. Or am I wrong about
1: that? I. Don't know at this point. I don't. Okay. I don't know.
0: Beauty and the Beast. And um, as a side, how do you feel about Beauty and the Beast live action remake?
1: You know, I I really liked it. I thought that the. Okay. I I I thought that uh, Emma Watson did a really good job. Yes. Um, I will say that I they could have cut all the new songs. Yes. Because they weren't memorable or anything. But other than that, it was almost a spot for spot uh, copy of it, and I, I except really liked... it's
0: like forty minutes longer somehow.
1: Well, that didn't bother me because again, it's, it's one of my favorite movies, and I thought she was picture perfect who I imagined uh, Belle to be. I thought Josh Gad did a really good job. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it, but I I liked all the live action stuff with the small exception. I'm not real keen on the new Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although, we had a long argument here in the studio as to whether that was live action or not since it was still animated. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing. But Lion King still is one of my best, my favorite songs, even though it's not a good song. It's like the villain song, the Be, Be Prepared. And the new Be Prepared, the new Scar just wasn't – Jeremy Irons was Scar, man. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean, and you know. it was um, really like hard to – I mean, he's a great actor, but, I mean, God, what, what, a, what a shadow. To be under. Um, I mean, it, and you know, and and they went and got James Earl Jones back. Jerry Irons is still out there. You know, he, he would have shown up for a day of recordings to, to do new takes. Although, you know, why even get James Earl Jones back if you if just use his original? In fact, you use all of the original.
1: Although, uh, I, I I thought that was interesting. Like why they couldn't since they were doing it almost line for line. They, yeah. I mean, they changed a few things. Why yep. not just redo the animation? Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know. I, I've liked most of the live-action remakes. As I, I kind of went into all of them thinking it'd be poor. I think the Jungle Book is my favorite of the remakes. I well, really yeah, the liked. one
0: that kicked it off. And, I, and I, Because I, I think that the Jungle Book strays furthest from the subject matter.
1: I'm sorry, I'm not, and, I don't mean the Jungle Book. Maybe it's Mowgli, The one with Bill Murray as the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it twice. They yeah. did the Jungle Book. They did the book.
0: original. Animated in the 50s, I guess, or maybe the 60s.
1: No, no, no. There was two live actions of The Jungle Book.
0: Oh, yes. Well, there's the Disney one, uh, directed by Jon Favreau. And then I think the other one was a direct-to-Netflix, directed by Gollum, Andy Serkis. All right.
1: Well, one of them I like better than the other, but I don't remember. One Anyhow. of them
0: is a remaking of the Disney film. One of them hues much closer to the original, um, was it, Rupert Kipling novels, I guess. And I haven't seen that one yet, but it is on my list of things to see. I
1: like them both. So many. And I like Rudyard Kipling a lot, even though he tends to be – sometimes his books don't always have the happiest endings, but uh, at <laughs> least the Jungle Book did. All right, we're getting yeah, off track yeah. here. Yes, yes, um, yes. None of these
0: are animated in traditional hand. Right, so anyway, yeah. Obviously, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I think you I, had. I would have.
1: you another what I feel me... strongly about. Yeah. Because, and that It's actually one of the few Disney animated that has almost no music in it, but it is hands down not only one of the funniest animated movies I've ever seen, but one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And that's the Emperor's New Groove.
0: That is an excellent movie. That one it is really good. Gronk, I
1: believe. Gronk is the standout character. <laughs> I just and it yeah. has a scary bad guy, but at the same time, she's hilarious. She's like the only the only bad guy I can think of that made me laugh as much as her would be Hades from Hercules.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jane yeah. That
1: whole like, why do we even have this lever? You know, it was just such a good and the comedy was just on point.
0: I you know what um let's let's table that one for now but I could definitely All right. I guess we're, we're stuck to five and that one is yeah. really good I really do love it you know it's such an insane explosion of color you know it was like one of their last hey look we you know it, it kind of harkens back to their 50s 60s stuff um, you know it, it it played a lot with, you know but it wasn't trying to be hyper real and you're right it's just laugh out loud funny um, the last great thing David Spade has done as well as an aside um, yeah. But, well, that that uh, or I mean, Joe Dirt, but yes. <laughs> yes. mean, uh, we, we can't avoid it forever. We do have to talk about Lion King. I mean, no uh, one is a classic. go down if it doesn't go on the list. I mean.
1: Well, that's a problem, though. There's so many classic I be awards. ones.
0: Aren't... I mean, it's.
1: Well, yeah. winner just that got
0: nominated. I think it, it just got nominated. doesn't matter
1: if it got win or nominated. I mean, yeah. I'm not putting that on for that reason. It See, it's kind of weird because if I'm classifying the movies according to how much I enjoy them, or according to how much I like the music. If it's music, Lion King's top two, right? Because the Lion and, King music and then the is just amazing. The other one
0: have to be Little Mermaid, right? Come on, kiss the girl. I. Dar- I actually, Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they slave all day. Uh, on yeah. Anyway, I could do the Here's my thing problem with Little something. Mermaid.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure I like the message of Little Mermaid.
0: It's, it is true, yes. Little Mermaid um, says, it, 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 don't
1: listen to Dad. He don't know nothing. No. Go meet some stranger. <laughs> you know? Yep. And uh, I've never been a fan of that movie for that reason. Uh, yes, I do like the the music of it. Yeah. Um, I... And, of course, I like the music of Beauty and the Beast. Um, uh, yeah.
0: It'll definitely be interesting to see. I, I imagine a live-action... Or, no, no, I think there is a live-action Mermaid, Little Mermaid coming, right? So it'll definitely see... There is. I think it got delayed along with everything
1: it. else. Uh, yeah. That one, yeah, I remember there was There was a lot of talk about it when they announced it. There was the Mulan is coming, too, although that one is not a musical for sure.
0: No. And I got to say, of all of them, I mean, from the trailers, that one looks spectacular. That one looks so good from the trailers, I was tempted to go see it in the theaters. And I never see anything in the theaters. My and, kids
1: were not thrilled up. about that one because huh? they wanted to... My kids were not excited about that one because they liked the dragon and they didn't see the dragon in the trailer.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's true. Uh, It would be hard to say goodbye to Mushu. Speaking of which, Mulan is probably going to make my list of recommendations. Uh, Because, again, I I like the central messaging. I like everything about that movie. I love the music, although I think it one doesn't, you know, maybe the music isn't quite as memorable there. But I, I still really love, um, Yeah, you know, I'll make Probably a man with out the of you. The
1: music in that one is, yeah, I'll make a man out of you, is I remember that song, and I cannot remember any other song from it. I'm sure there's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to agree on Mulan. I already gave you a hunchback. Um, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll write it and, you know, and if, you if you're going to give me one, that's the one I need. I needed the hunchback.
1: So let's go back in time and take a look at the older ones. Yeah, um, let's not
0: uh, be all cult of the new, shall we? Let's.
1: Uh, of the older ones, I'm a big fan of... Well, it's not that old. I guess it's from 1970. The Aristocats, I've always oh. been a fan of the jazz in that. I, I'm a, I, I like that jazz. Um, yeah. I also Doesn't like... the
0: Aristocats have a lot of really, like, borderline... I, I, isn't that the one with the Siamese cats? Or no, that's Dalmatians, isn't it?
1: No, you're thinking of Lady and the Tramp.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of Lady and the Tramp, yeah. yeah they're Yeah, um, yeah certain...
1: I like, like Lady cultural, and the Tramp. Fine, but that, some of these movies, like Lady and the Tramp and um, Fox and the Hound, they're they're good, but they could have also been like an animated short and not a full yeah. movie. Yeah, um, that's a good
0: point.
1: Jungle Book's also really good. I mean,
0: I was going to say uh, my wife would uh, would kick me out of the house if I didn't at least make I'm an impassioned speech on behalf of the original Jungle Book. I think I even heard her. Three Rooms Array, I mean, her Jungle Book sense is tingling. She loves that. Although, for her, it was because her father took it to her on her birthday when she was a little girl, and she has such incredibly fond memories of that moment. It's like a real formative moment for her. But the music in that one, I mean, Baloo, you know, Bare Necessities, and uh, I Want to Be Like You, and I mean, I, I, all the characters are fantastic. Honestly, you know, putting aside Jen's love of it, if you want to talk about that period of Disney... I would have to give that one tops for you know their whole. Uh, you know. Okay, what? we're done with the super classics, and we haven't quite gotten to Little Mermaid and Mouse Detective for the modern stuff. I think that's their their finest work. It's I'm just, with
1: you. That that's it's it's really good. Um yeah. I mean, honestly, Disney's just been nailing it for years anyway. So any of yeah. these we pick, what's your thoughts on Fantasia?
0: Um, I, I liked it. I you know, but. It's, I, I think it was a great, bold, experimental thing. If you uh, brought uh, if you brought any of these movies and you say, "Hey, let's sit down and watch them," I'll be honest, it wouldn't be one I'd want to watch. I I appreciate it intellectually, but it doesn't really speak to me. I'm shallow.
1: No, 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 no. That's fine. I as a kid, I didn't like it because I was like, "Where's the words?" Yeah. Um, and also, the one sequence scared me as a kid. I remember that distinctly. Being afraid of the Hall, the Mountain King. Oh
0: yeah, sequence, yeah, yeah. Sequence.
1: It was just scary as all get out.
0: Yep.
1: Uh man, these are tough. I, again, that the period of the '90s, they were they were just on point. I think. Oh yeah, that yeah. yeah. The I mean,
0: is there any reason to debate Aladdin?
1: Uh, the fact that we have five. That's why. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the Aladdin live action I like too, and that one I have to say I went into that one prepare to hate it yes because i liked robin williams that much and i couldn't imagine the the first trailer yeah. with will smith i was like ah, yeah. this does not look good but i yeah. came out of that movie enjoying it and feeling like even though it was very similar to the first movie i feel like you can enjoy both like you can like robin yes. williams genie and will smith's genie
0: I yeah I agree and I loved more than anything else about the live action remake that they made Jafar a more well rounded character. I mean, sure, there's nothing wrong with just oh I'm evil because I'm evil, but you know the fact that they drew parallels between Jafar and Aladdin himself, how they were both two sides of the same coin. There were like some really cool things that really surprised me.
1: They also and you know, I love Jasmine's the so character much. a bit too. Yeah. Yes, definitely. She definitely. wasn't just so helpless and waiting for Aladdin to come around.
0: Yeah. She was more proactive, telling her own story. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, the, the market chasing, you know, all live action was was dazzling to watch. I, I really was very impressed by it. I know it didn't get as much love, but, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. You know,
1: the one thing I, I found f- fascinating, and you should look this up on the Internet if you ever get a chance, is, when they did the uh, – I was watching Cinderella. My kids watched Cinderella the other day for whatever reason. Okay. Um, it was an old movie, right? But they were enjoying it. And I thought, ah, I'll watch this. And it, it, it holds up pretty well. But I was looking it up online, and many of the sequences that they do in Disney are based on live actors. So you yes. can look up, and I yeah. saw, like, the Aladdin. Yes. And the guy running around and doing all the acrobats. And then they, they did that on him. And it's really a fascinating thing to watch because yeah. you, you you watch them do that and you're like wow the animators did that and it some people say it's cheating for animating but at the same time it worked really well yeah like really yeah. well so well we have five then if that's that do we because because well, okay
0: I was really surprised there was a one reason to do that whole list and I don't know if I agree with it but if you agree it has to be on the list is who framed Roger rabbit I don't I, I, I'm happy leaving it off the list because I think that would only get in on a technicality, but it is amazing.
1: It's amazing in many ways. I have some problems with it. I feel like they... It's not a kid's movie for sure. For sure
0: right, yeah. And
1: it caters to them, and... I don't know. I'm It's not sold on the whole Jessica Rabbit thing. I'm happy leaving it off. Uh, but just you're for, right. It is amazing, and the fact that they put Mickey Mouse and... Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny in the same sequence yeah. as, as a kid when I first, well, I guess it was I in college, I don't remember. But either way, when did it come out? Uh,
0: no, you were a kid because I was in high school. I mean, right. it was like eighty four, I think.
1: I was twelve. Like it's
0: 88, 86, 88. I, Okay,
1: but I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, they're in the same movie? Bugs yeah. Bunny and Mickey Mouse? What? You know. And if it be that way, if we're gonna do animated non Disney movies, I want I would talk about Space Jam. Sure. Such. But anyway, yeah. Well, here's what we have: we have Beauty and the. Beast, what do we have? Hunchback, Emperor's New Groove, Jungle Book, and Aladdin. <sighs> Unless you want to take one of those out and put Lion King in, but see that's problematic. Oh. Because what would you take out?
0: If you if I had, I would I would rather watch Emperor's New Groove than Lion King right now. If All I had right, well then then easy enough. Alright. Alright. Hey, that's wife. insane.
1: Okay, don't, don't yell at us later. The internet
0: is burning right now, I'm sure.
1: We, we didn't say anything bad about any of these movies. They're all great. They, they're they all winners. Okay, let's go to questions. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, if you have questions, now's your chance to ask them. And we have 29 minutes, so we'll get at least one in. I um, imagine it's going to
0: be... Why are we dead inside for... <laughs> For the choices we just made.
1: Now, the thing about Disney is, is that... The thing I find fascinating about Disney is how much people like Disney. I've always oh, sure. been fascinated by that. Like, there are people come to me and they'll say, Oh, yeah, we go to Disney World six times a year. And I'm thinking, what? I mean, it's a cool place to go, but huh? And, <laughs> you know, my kids will watch lots and lots of cartoons. But if it's Disney, some adults will, like, perk up their ears and watch it. And I'm thinking... Oh, you know, I don't. I don't know how that makes it, but I guess there's just some timelessness to them.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's ingrained in, not all of us, but most of us since our. I mean, we we all had Disney experiences as a kid, and so we all have that huge, huge nostalgia factor. It's programmed into us, at least Western culture, I suppose.
1: All right. Well, we'll answer this question. I'll put some questions on here. Monica says, "What, which anime have you watched?" You know,
0: for a very brief second, I got into cinematic anime. It was back when I first went to college and there was a, you know, an art house movie theater, uh, you know, near University of Washington. It was called the, the Neptune. And I didn't know anything about anime other than Speed Racer and Star Blazers. That was the sum total of my experience. And I loved them both, comes, but i would never gotten into anything else. Racer. He's a demon on wheels. He's got a... <laughs> All right, um, but the the first full anime I saw set such a high watermark; it was hard to follow, uh, and that was Akira, of course. And I was t- I was not prepared for that at all uh you know, just the concept of animated of an animated feature film that was so grim and so electric and so mature and uh, you know and and just so kinetic blew me away and then the second one I I thought like, okay, I'm going to watch every anime film from now on forever and then the second one I saw was Laputa Castle in the Sky which I still maintain is Studio Ghibli's greatest work it is so amazing I've seen them all and maybe it's just nostalgia but uh, I I so love that and then the third one I went to Which see.
1: Which one is that one was, called? Uh, last Casal Scott. Yeah. Okay.
0: And the third one I went and saw is totally unmemorable. Just some generic sci-fi thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. And then the fourth one I saw was terrible. And then I realized, oh yeah, those were those were outliers. That is that is not what you normally get. And um, you know, I, I I know people love it to pieces. You know that that kind of it, there's just like a different rhythm. You know, and the animation style, everything about them is is very impressive. But, you know, I had a brief flirtation, and then I, I pulled out. And other than just you know, oh you know Kiki's Delivery Service, and you know all the other Studio Ghibli films, that's pretty much it. Um, I did I forget the name of it, but I did see the uh, the the post nuclear bomb in um, Nagasaki. I forget the uh, Fireflies, something like that. Um,
1: but, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, someone mentioned which, it here. Which,
0: which was harrowing and very impressive, too. And I know they do really amazing stuff. There, If there's one I want to see, it's the one about an old man on um, in, in a hospital bed that somehow the hospital bed gets co-opted into some kind of mech or something like that and r- rampages around the city something. I forget the name of it, or I forget Rainbow anything about Fireflies. it, but that's so weird. Oh, oh yeah. and one other, my last anime is I did, in fact, love to pieces Cowboy Bebop. I mean, everything about that show was fantastic. Yeah, so and,
1: yeah, I, I'm in agreement with uh, Studio Ghibli. I've not seen all of them, but all the ones I've seen, I really like. And Magic. even though Princess is, Mono- I, Mono- I Mononoke. Mononoke is really good, Spirited Way is still my favorite because it is the, to me, it's so much, I like it so much better than Alice in Wonderland, which it's clearly mm-hmm. kind of like in that same genre. Uh, I just like the mix. I like the music. I like the animation, but I haven't liked all of them as much. Yeah. But you know, there's just different ones that I enjoy. I find it fascinating that my kids really like anime, and I've never pushed it on them. Yeah. But it's because there's so much. It's more part of uh, American culture now, where it's not thought of as a, yes. a weird thing to do, and so they they tend. My one daughter loves it. She watches that One Piece. I hate it. You know, uh, and but she, it's like on, and they and they love um, not Naruto, right? They love. Oh right, yeah, yeah, with the. They love him. No, no, the
0: backwards run thing.
1: The backwards run thing. Yes. The backwards the run thing. They love him, Asian. and every if I'm ever in an entertaining mood, I'll wait till they're in the middle of an episode. I'll sit down and I'll start asking questions, and I just get all these. Well, obviously, Dad, this is because this, this, and this happened. I'm like, well, that guy just made a stupid decision. Well, you don't understand. That's actually a clone of this. And that I'm like, okay. <sighs> You know, and 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 then I think, is this how I sound when I talk about Marvel comics? Yes. Um, Yes, (laughs) uh, For Cowboy Bebop, a friend of mine really pushed this on me a long time ago, and I watched it, and I don't know how much I love it. I think it's fine, but I'll tell you this: possibly the best anime soundtrack. Yeah. Just a whole soundtrack, but you have to like that kind of music. It's it's very Mm -hmm. jazzy, but uh, the I think the the tank is the uh is the name of the soundtrack maybe i really like it and i really like the one song bad dog no biscuit which we used actually as the intro to the dice hour for like episodes four six back when we were not following any kind of copyright laws
0: yeah yeah. um
1: well that was back when we were just starting right you're just like ah find a piece of music and play it yep all right, now we're not having anyone ask questions because everyone is talking about anime. <laughs> Their favorite anime, yeah. right? Oh, so does Inspector Gadget count as anime?
0: It's it's uh, Asian, you know. It's it's DIC, I, I think. I, I know it doesn't, but it's just another one that popped into my head. All
1: right, I, I'm yeah, I'm not kidding. Definitely, we are not getting any uh, questions. Everyone's talking about anime. All right. <laughs> Well, that's one time where the one question took over all the questions that yes. were asked. Um yep, yep. I, I, I have to say I'm still not a huge fan. There's some things about anime which are cultural, which just bug me like the it bugs me when they change animation styles. So like you have this very realistic looking animation and then the person mm-hmm. will cry or throw a fit and they change oh, it to a little TV person. Eyes, the... And they're like, Aah! And my kids yeah. are like, That's just how it is And I'm like, Well oh, Okay, you know, that's. I, I wonder what
0: the cultural elements of our more Western animation get great on. You know, Japanese viewers. I wonder if there's an equivalent. That is on the interesting.
1: Other side. That yeah. is interesting. I would like to.
0: Yeah, because do, I mean, uh, we can't identify any just blatantly cultural tropes because they're just in, ingrained in us. But I wonder. Ooh, we got a good
1: question here. What's Excellent. your favorite? All right single worker placement spot in any game. (sighs) Ah, Like a specific spot to place a worker. (laughs) Okay. That's a good question. That's a
0: fun question. Jeez. I'm going to list a few
1: off that I know I like. Like in Feast for Odin, there's one that lets you upgrade multiple tiles multiple times. I really like that specific spot. Okay. Uh... In caverna or agricola, I like where you can both add a field and plant. For some reason, that combo always makes me happy. And uh, oh, sure, sure. The one that gives me more workers always makes me happy. I yeah, go the, here and get another worker. Doesn't matter yeah. what, what game that's in.
0: Yeah. The, I, we call, in Agricola, we call it the midwife, which I don't understand why it isn't given a name, because thematically that makes sense. It's a midwife. Oh, we have gotten the midwife's uh, services, so our child, it's a bit dark, our child will actually live. And, um,
1: yeah, that is dark. Thanks. Uh, yeah. it's called family growth in, um, in, yes. in Caverna. Now, I'm going to stick with, off the top of my head, the feast for older one that, because you can upgrade these tiles that you place in your, in your, polyomino grid, and you can only put blue tiles next to each other, so the more tiles you have that are blue are better, and there's the one space that lets you upgrade multiple tiles multiple times. It costs a lot of workers, but it really can help you fill that grid in.
0: I think my inclination is to go with uh, Lorenzo Magnifico, the uh, spaces that when you turn, when you put a worker there, it activates all your cards. So it's really all about the cards, but it's, hey, I built this engine, I got all these cards, they're going to work well together, and go.
1: That's a good... I'm I'm thinking about switching to that one, because I do like... And there's two different ones, right? There's two different lines of cards. Yes, because there's two
0: different rows of things you've built up.
1: It's super satisfying to do it. Yeah, Um, yeah. Lorenzo also does it because the number on the die tells you how well all the things will run. Of course, if you build one... And then let's say your highest thing's a 5, and then a 5 die comes out, and you're like, yes, this will happen.
0: I mean, I put my die on that, and I feel like I'm behind the wheel of the car turning the key to start the ignition. And and there they go. So that's the first one that pops into my head.
1: There's a lot of things, and I think that's why I like worker placement games so much, because some of the spaces you go on are just so satisfying to see how they work out. I like that a lot.
0: You know, the reason worker placement... Oh speak I got one other one I love uh, Lords of Waterdeep is it is it the, uh, the the not the pub it's the it's the docks that notion that okay well I'll go here and now everybody's done and I can go wherever I want provided it's still available so you provided get the one it's still few.
1: available yeah that's yeah, actually yeah. been done in a few games and every time that's there it's such a tempting thing to do you go yeah. get sometimes it's a small reward and you just get to go after everybody else I, I, yeah. I like that concept.
0: Yeah. But it's central. I mean, the reason I believe worker placement is so monstrously popular, if not the most popular Euro-style mechanism, one of, is because usually in a Euro, there is no sense of who am I? Because you're always some abstracted, disembodied administrator moving things around. But in a worker placement game, okay, I, maybe I don't know who I am, but I know who this is. And this yeah. is, you know, and it, it gives you a real concrete person and an idea and you know that's something that concordia or you know other really amazing euros it's just like oh no i'm just a hand of cards or i'm just a collection of resources you know i i do think worker placement is very strong because it helps you project yourself into the world because there's real people in here that are doing things as opposed to everything just being economic exchanges
1: well it took us 43 minutes to get to it but we've been asked what do we think about the spiel des yaris nominees
0: oh geez yeah uh, right. yeah, we probably still, that's So this a is a
1: run-through, there's, there's three, I, I think you and I will both agree that the, the Kenner Spiel is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they always have really good games, um, let me quick pull up the listing of these so I don't get the, any of the names wrong. But uh, for the Kenner Spiel, it's um, Cart- Cartographers, which I know you've played. Yes. And uh, The Crew, and King's Dilemma. All very interesting games. I feel like King's Dilemma. The Spielzyer's committee is like, that's a really cool idea. This legacy style game. You're not going to win. All right. So I, I really do. I feel it's between the crew and cartographers, and I would be really surprised if the crew does not win, if only based yeah. on massive praise for it.
0: Honestly, the only surprising thing about the crew this year in its uh, in anything to do is that it made Kenner instead of regular Spiel.
1: I don't think trick taking games are uh, for modern younger people that are under 30. Because they're are so as weird. common. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I, that's what I was going to say myself. My, my thought was, was of course it's going to get nominated. Of course it's going to get this, the nomination and the win for Spiel. And as soon as I saw Kenner, my first thought was of course. Because I remember the first time I played the crew was with a group of people who were very knowledgeable and comfortable with trick taking games. And I felt like a complete idiot uh, that I could not make a smart or informed move, because everybody else just intuitively understood what was going on, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll play this. I don't know. Please don't hurt me. So, yeah, I, I, With upon reflection, I think it, it fits. Um, that's interesting, too. King's Dilemma, you're right. That's a legacy. That's two legacy games, with My City on the spiel, and uh, King's Dilemma on the canner.
1: Yeah, actually, I don't know enough about My City. So, the the... the... The regular jars uh, My City, Nova, Luna, and Pictures. My City is a polyomino game from Dr. Rainer Canizia, and it yes. is a legacy game, but I don't know how hey, legacy by the way, it is.
0: Congratulations. You just threw that polyomino in there smooth as silk.
1: I'm working on it, man. It's hard. No,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I'm credit where credit is due. I know it's a real <laughs> hurdle for you, and you've got it. You I've been
1: for a decade. I said the word <laughs> polynomial so many times. It's hard to get that oh, now, out of your now head I reset you, so Yeah, now you're, you're right But have you played uh, My City?
0: No, I have not uh, The closest I've gotten Warning, folks If you do care about the legacy nature uh, you know The main video that's available for it Is one by Eric Martin That he did a couple of months ago Because he has the German version um, And he spoils everything he pretty much just tells you everything. She sure, said, like, oh, by the is- way, in, in the fifth game, this will turn on. And then at the end of the game, you'll have this thing you can play as well. And he keeps saying, and it doesn't matter because there's no such thing as
1: spoilers. It's just a game. And I'm like, geez, okay. Sure, but some, some legacy games are more that spoilery just, than spoiler others. On that. I'm, I'm curious. like, yeah. Some games just yep. add a few mechanisms and things like that. I'm curious, like, if this is pandemic, you know, because in pandemic, I would be really upset if you spoiled some of the stuff for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it, it's not that. The reality is, from having seen his video, I admit it was um, my number one most anticipated game of the year back in January when I did my top oh, twenty-five okay. most anticipated. So I was super excited about because I love Legacy and I love Kniezia and I thought this would be really interesting. Um, but then watching um, Eric's, I got a little bit less, or a little bit cooler on it. Because it feels like, you know, uh, it feels like... Uh, I guess maybe Machi Core Legacy is the same way. Yeah, it starts out with not really quite a game. And over the course of whatever it is, these 8 or 10 games... We'll turn on all the features that by the end... Yeah, this is the actual game we designed. And this was basically a very long tutorial... Turning on just little features, game after game after game. And in I'm fact, not a fan as I understand that, it... You can skip the entire campaign. The rules just say, hey, if you just want to cut to the chase here's how you set the game up this is what it's like once the campaign is over apparently i haven't seen that but i kind of got that impression
1: that's not a legacy game then
0: yeah i know uh but uh, but apparently i don't know is it a legacy game if you tear up a card that has no function once the game is over and some people will say because i dare not tear up any card but you are only ever going to use it in chapter three and after chapter three is over it has no function tear it up rip it up have fun no i dare not I have so, to say
1: this is this is happening to me when we we're, we're I'm currently playing with my kids through Rise of Queensdale. And in Rise of Queensdale this legacy game, you can skip whole chunks of components. Yeah. I just found that like they were like, "Okay, p- take these cards and take them out of the game." And I was like, "But but but I didn't see <laughs> what they do." You know, I want to know what these I mean, they actually it's the game is still pretty much the same basic game as we've been playing. But it's changed enough now. It's it's getting pretty interesting. The kids are... My kids said it's one of their favorite games they have ever played. So...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, anyway. So that Nova Luna, I think you've played that one.
0: I have played it. It's very good. It's perfectly reasonable that it appears on this list. I thought it was too abstract for my taste. If, if it just had even the smidgiest smidge of a theme to it, I might have found it a bit more engaging. But, it, I mean, it, it's it's... It, it it's it's abstract to the level of just straight up dominoes, and but yeah, I thought it was sharp. I I, I ended up playing it like a half a dozen times because it was at one convention I was at, and I got a copy from the library. And as soon as I finished playing with people, and I was starting to put it away, somebody else would sit down. Hey, can we play that with you?
1: Yeah, it's so, very popular. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pictures is Before the party. this, pictures is the party game of the year. Uh, this is where you use rope or cubes or stones or different things to make pictures and have people guess which picture you're making i found it to be very okay at best but i also found that i took it to a party uh with a lot of non-gamers and it was played the entire time enthusiastically yeah but now it's time to make our predictions so
0: i what about our complaints what about our snubs our oh, well, overlooks
1: well, before we do the snubs,
0: shaking our fist at the universes.
1: Before we do the snubs, here's the, the recommended list. Color Brain, yes. Draft of SARS, which I'm glad made the list, Fox and the That's Forest, a good one. Kitchen Rush, which seems too complex, frankly, but all right, Little Town and Spicy. The only snub I could think of that I would have argued about, and I don't know if it, there's a German bet, version of it, would be Point I, here, I, I,
0: Let's say it at the same time. I, I bet you I know what it is. You see that list, and the first thing you think of is Tiny towns.
1: No. From AEG. Oh, I was saying Point Salad from AEG actually.
0: Oh, Point Salad, of course. Yes. Either way, AEG, both of those should have been on this list. And you're right. Maybe they didn't make it out in Germany within the time frame or
1: something like that. Sure. And so, with that caveat, if if they did make it out there, then I I feel like those were very. You're right. I I didn't think of that tiny towns because they put little town on here, which is fine. But tiny towns is classic.
0: Little Town is okay, but Tiny Towns is... Yeah, it's a modern classic. Tiny Towns is a game people will be playing years from now. And, and yeah, I had, I had assumed two weeks ago when somebody asked, I figured, well, okay, it's going to come down to Tiny Towns or um, The Crew for a spiel, and I was wrong both times as <laughs> it happens.
1: Right, and then in the, the, the Kenner spiel, the recommended list was Paladins of the West Kingdom, Res Arcana, and Underwater Cities, three amazing games and three games that are much heavier than the ones nominated. Like, I'm... Ah!
0: Ah! Yes, exactly. Um, especially Underwater Cities. That is a beast of a game. And, I, and I, I say it with love. It's a wonderful game. But, geez, Louise, that does not exist on the same
1: list as cartographers. Right, they're not... The, right, I wouldn't say, you like cartographers? You know what else you should play? Underwater Cities. Boom. <laughs> they're very different. Um, And even Paladins of the West Kingdom, even though it's a very straightforward game, if you're going to play it at any kind of level of doing well, there's a lot going on in it. Now, Res Arcana, I won't say it's lighter. I mean, it is lighter than those two games. Res Arcana would be the one I would say, I would have put that on the list over, as much as I like King's Dilemma, I wish Res Arcana had gotten it. Yes, Um,
0: I agree 100%. Res Arcana uh, is, I mean, I... Honestly, and this is blasphemy for you, but I think it's Tom Lehman's masterpiece. I, I put it over Race for the Galaxy. That's in terms fine. I'm not, of,
1: I mean, I wouldn't fight to the death over that. I think it's really, really good. I, mean, I think i would like wrong. to see us
0: fight to death as it happens. <laughs> and no one would enjoy it more than Tom.
1: All right. So what's your <laughs> he predictions here? On Which ones do you think will win?
0: Uh, uh, odds on favorite The Crew with cartographers is a Maybe. Maybe um, you know. I agree. And for other, I'll have to go with Nova Luna. It is super sharp, very fun. It's basically patchwork, uh, crossed with habitats. That's a very good combination. The tile laying of habitats, the uh, tile drafting of patchwork. It is from Uwe Rosenberg and uh, Corn Van Merle. I'm sorry, Corn. I don't know how to say your name. And I I would have no. I, I, I wouldn't do a spit take over that coming at all. Games like Pictures and The King's Dilemma, this is something that bugs me, probably the thing that bugs me more than anything else is ostensibly, the point of these awards is to um, give game uh, uh, recommendations to people, look, this is going to work great for your family and friends. And anytime they uh, nominate a game that only supports three or more, or only supports two, always strikes me as a miss. Because I think any game with their thing of look we're trying to increase the the bandwidth of this hobby they should always be inclusive enough to support two to four i think and every time you know a a pictures or a king's dilemma comes out and that's saying well to heck with you gigantic portion of potential gamers out there i.e couples gamers maybe we're not for you after all always drives me nuts uh, especially when such amazing things get left on the sideline that work great at all player counts. Wow. If I had, if I could change one thing about them, I would insist that these games work with broader player counts across the board or they don't get nominated. I
1: guess I don't mind that. I don't mind if they're particularly if it's a party game. So last year if, was... If, if um, you
0: play a party game.
1: How does that convert you into a
0: potential... How does that make you go out and say... Um, I mean, it, 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 playing sure, a party but, game doesn't teach you anything that you didn't already know because you know that charades exist.
1: Oh, it's just a different version of charades. Sure, but I don't know that the, mean, the point of these is to point people to other games. It's just to give you the best family game that came out. There's no, like, real clear mission statement, so we'll never know. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Um,
1: but last year we had just one win. I don't think they would do two party games in a row. Mm. And pictures... As much as people like it and stuff, I think it's one people will forget, like just one we'll still be talking about many years oh, from sure. now. Just I one don't think long. we will have pictures. In fact, I'll go out on the limb and say we're not gonna be talking about any of these three nominees in in several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just Yeah, the way well it yeah, goes. there's certainly there's no Azul here. Nova you know. Luna I, is extremely popular and so that would be if the people were voting, I think that'd be the choice. But I'm thinking for some reason, the Shpielsjars nominee really likes Kanitza. They almost always how nominate many, one of his games. How many wins has Kanitza actually gotten? One. <laughs> Only one? No, he okay, got it, 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 it for Celtis. So that's the yeah. thing. I think it's his time again, and it's yeah. the, and it's a year where there's not a clear favorite. So yeah, that makes sense. There wouldn't be as much backlash. And again, I don't know that the Shpielsjars committee is all political and all that stuff. But I'm just going by what they like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm gonna say my city. And the crew. But phew, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the three won for Spiels Jahres. Wow, I would be surprised if Cartographers won. However, at the same time, man, Thunderworks, he'd be over the moon. That'd be so cool oh, for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that small I'm not little company.
0: It it's a fantastic, it's it's one of the best role. I mean, we've had so many rolling rights over the last couple of years, but it stands head and shoulders. I mean, it is at the top of the heap, definitely, for that genre. With good reason. Um, if we go back to gripes, I would say aside from the AEG, which I didn't even think about point salad, but you're right. Oh my gosh, what an oversight. Um, the other big one for me would be Miyabi from Haba. Not getting a nod for the Kenner spiel when you know, I mean that's Haba, you know, really getting out of their comfort zone. What game I mean is maybe this it's just Michael Kiesling has won too many awards recently, so he can't have any more. I don't know. What game's this? Uh, Miyabi. It, 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 you, know, you know how for the last few years, starting with uh, the Adventure game um, yeah, from Craigford Kiesling? Yeah Adventureland, um, oh, yeah, Adventureland. Every year they put out one or two family weight instead of only kid weight games. Miyabi was their new one for last year. It was from Michael Kiesling, and it's one of the best Tileland games ever.
1: Okay. I I'll have not played that, that one, there. unfortunately, so I, 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 don't, I don't know off the top of my head. So. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting... And, and, again, folks, I want to be really clear here, at least for me. Rado can be picky as he wants, but I don't – you know, these are, I think these are talking points, and I think we can talk about them. I'm not saying yeah. that oh, – we, we I do realize that, A, the judges here have a different target audience than maybe me, so I, that's fine, sure. and also it's from Germany, so there's cultural differences yeah. and things there too. Yep. These might not be my picks, and also they have a really weird time of window – It's like, I I don't even know what it is exactly. The games could have been published a week ago. In fact, my city's not even out in English yet, but that doesn't matter because this is a German award. But it's still fun to talk about these. Um, Yeah,
0: it's just an opportunity to think about the year. And me complaining about something not being here is just me celebrating a really great game that I think also deserves... So yeah, I I I I don't begrudge them. I mean no matter what they chose, they will get a fair bit of ire because they didn't choose something else. So there's no winning. Except, yeah, I I love you as you said. Well if you like cartographers, you'll love underwater cities. That that's a tough (laughs) one to reconcile. No matter how because
1: they have the two levels, right? There's only two awards and over the years they both have seemingly come down. Although, again, if Underwater Cities is in the recommended list, then they've definitely brought that complexity level up again. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, mm-hmm. Just stay tuned. The Dice Tower Awards will be announced. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. We first week of July. Been, right? Well, the uh, the nominees have been announced, but the, the award oh, has not right, yes. been announced. Yeah. We haven't voted on them yet, that I know of. So. All right. I know we haven't because well, I, I look looked forward, forward to today. about that. Yeah. Well,. Uh, I already. I always, every year, I privately pick the ones I think the, the committee will pick and see if I'm right. This year, I have a better chance than normal. <laughs> All righty. Well, okay. we're about to shut <laughs> down here, folks. Uh, but before we do, Rado, just once again, people want to know what's on the table in front of you.
0: Oh, this was Merchants of the Dark Road coming to Kickstarter um, in the first week of June. Coming to my channel at the same time. Very sharp. Here's the cool thing about it, Tom. It's a rondelle game. But you don't just move one, two, or three. You've got dice on this very cool wagon wheel um, that tell you how far you can move. And when you land in a spot, you can choose two different areas. So it's a rondelle that introduces a lot of constraints with um, randomness, but still at the same time gives you a lot of flexibility and freedom. And it's super thematic, and it's gorgeous with tons of art from, I think it's Andrew Bosley. And uh, yeah, I like it. From the designer of Coldwater Crown.
1: Alrighty folks. Well, if you I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, but if you're wondering who I am, I'm Tom Bass. You can find me more on my channel at the Dice Tower. Rado, what's coming up from you that people can look forward to? Uh,
0: um, the, our comeback. Backourcomeback.com. Go and do that.
1: Alrighty. And, oh, yeah, don't forget, we just announced an online convention that everyone's going to be invited to. More information. I told Rado he has to come and play games with people at some point. This is what I hear. Until next time, I'm Tom Vassell. I'm Rotto. We'll see you all next time.
0: Bye.